Friends, holiday greetings. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, rip them out of their wrapping and their stockings. Uh, to find out what makes them Christmas magic, I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and Balthazar. <laughs> Alex Dandina. <laughs> Before today's just wonderful celebratory christmas episode a little business it's official we're on patreon patreon.com slash film alchemist pod the best way to support the show the best way to turn the show into a gift for yourself or others so this entire month we've been stuffing our patreon uh patrons stockings uh so our entire month this this month our entire lineup has been curated by picks selected by our patrons so we work really hard over there to give the patrons what they want. We got exclusive episodes, mini series commentaries. Uh, you can even pick double features, all kinds of stuff. And we always uh, are trying really hard to listen to the patrons about how to make that better. So if you could be so kind, if you have a little Christmas cheer, a little extra coin in your pocket, and you want to support what we're doing over here, the best way to do that, film alchemist pod, Patreon, oh, patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. Sorry. I'm still hungover from two days ago, so my brain is not firing properly. Like a dad who does not think ahead for he's Christmas. He's not a pervert. He just wants a turbo man doll. Yeah, he's not a pervert. He's just fucking shitty dad and husband. That's all. He's not a, a pervert, pervert, though. Just a shitty yeah. parent. A Abuses shitty reindeer. Husband. That's it. Just not a pervert. That's just, the line he draws. Not a pervert. Um, I'm just a garbage Here's person. something a pervert would not do. Subscribe to... The YouTube Film Alchemist, right? If you don't do that, questions. Uh, the email, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. Go to misfitparade.net. You can check out our little Christmas horror movie. It's pretty you good. might even see a, uh, a bulbous murder Santa that sounds familiar. Wink. If you want to go check that out, misfitparade.net. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all the stuff. Go find us over there. Also, make sure you're leaving five-star ratings and reviews. <laughs> All right. Tis the season. Christmas time. Every year, we like to do a special Christmas episode. Indeed. This year, we chose Arnold's Jingle All the Way. An Arnold and Sinbad vehicle. Jingle All the Way. A movie that weirdly has become like so overwatched in the Griffey household because my kids fucking love this movie i've never been like i was like is that a shot at me is this some kind of mind games they're playing <laughs> right they're afraid that i will be the dad who doesn't get the turbo man doll uh i don't know why my kids watch this movie a lot every year like they watch this movie in july occasionally so it just felt right jingle all the way uh was the movie that we should watch this year because right. the griffy boys have become so obsessed with it sure um Arnold branching out into a more comedic era of his career. Yep. Uh, the wonderful Phil Hartman Entire just crushing every scene he's in. By Phil Hartman. Yeah, Sinbad kind of doing a lot to mixed results. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> the Sinbad just constantly screaming. Um, and it's weird because I like Sinbad. I really like Sinbad. I used to love his stand-up when I was a kid. I had a real Sinbad phase. I don't know that this is my favorite Sinbad, but we'll talk about it. Alex, opening thoughts on just the Christmas masterpiece that is Jingle All the Way. It's weird. 
the Christmas. <laughs> I, I think Christmas movies are. It's interesting for like what the holiday is supposed to be about. And granted, like we have become a very strange culture in that like we celebrate just the most bizarre films surrounding this holiday. Not only like Hallmark movies, like that ilk of strange. Yeah. Hey, look at all this love you can find on Christmas. Yeah. Divorced, lonely CEO lady meets an ostrich farmer Yeah, with like, rustic good looks that she dated in middle school. I'm almost positive <laughs> that's an actual plot. It will be. Um, it will be. Beyond that, though, the other side of this is there's so many films about Christmas that have so little... They have so little value of, like... It's a lot about, like, the commercialization of Christmas. I'm like, we're all going to a movie about Christmas and the commercialization <laughs> of Christmas. I'm like, the people who are garbage are literally the people who are sitting in the seats. So you're just, like, quietly blaming the people who are watching this movie. Like, Jingle All the Way fits in this category, mostly. Um, mm. There's a there's just a slew of other movies like that. The other it, problem- it is an entire sub-Christmas genre of Christmas movies- that hate Christmas, yeah, and they hate us for having ruined Christmas, right? Krampus yeah. starts this. There's a ton of them, and it's funny because as I get older, I want more and more of like the Christmas magic. I feel like I think so too. And so this movie's like, it, I, I get it. Christmas fucking sucks, right? Yeah. Like I also I hate think, buying shit for people that they don't want or need. Like I get it. I do too. I I think that for me, it's this one particularly. I um look, I watched it as many times as anyone else and i have a lot of the things like i have a lot of the weirder things quoted in my head like there's stuff that like no one remembers from this movie that i like have stuck in my craw just because it's such a weird way to say something like you know i'm not a pervert i just want to tell the mental like that one is pretty popular the I, I but there's just like and again there are things about the movie that are you know classic kind of just like comedy set comedy setups phil hartman is just unbelievable like phil hartman does so much work in this movie to make yeah. it palatable but like there are so many odd and like in my opinion like not great things that like okay this is always like the example i give of why this movie like for me is just such a kind of a in a way it's entertaining to watch sure but in a way it's like kind of a bummer movie is when uh, you know, young Anakin Skywalker is talking to his little friend about uh about about Phil Hartman. He's like, "Yeah, my dad never used to do stuff like this." And then my they got divorced. Hey, maybe your parents <laughs> can get divorced and your dad can be cool. Yeah. It's like then he realized that being a good father was the fucking key that opened so many pussies. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna do better." Like, Wait a second. So you're <laughs> so by yeah, it was just like it, it's become such it became like that's such an awkward. Well, let's let's just start here, right? Like this, I think you could say objectively, this movie's not like a great movie. Yeah. Like here, here's just something to think about the next time you watch it. Just think of the time frame of this movie. Like that dude gets up, his family's already up, so it's not like four a.m. No. He's got to make a parade, which I'm guessing is going to be probably two at the latest, like one or two. One or two. This dude's going all over the fucking city, blowing people up. Accosting police officers, grabbing children like a pervert. He's in a fucking evil Santa warehouse. He's running on foot. He has to wait on a fucking wrecker to bring his car home. So what like, is that's the like, time frame of this movie is, is so what impossible. Time, I, I, so 
I thought about this yesterday too when I was watching it. So what time Impossible. do you think he wakes? Like this movie starts at six o'clock in the morning, then right? Doesn't matter. But that's what I'm saying. This <laughs> movie immediately is telling us nothing in this movie matters. Just sit back and enjoy it. The other thing that is so bizarre about Jingle All the Way as you get older is you're like, this is a movie that is refusing to learn any of the lessons they say need to be taught by the yeah, end of the movie. Exactly. Because at the end, Arnold being a huge piece of shit father, because that's just what he is. Yeah. So let's lay this out. Terrible parent. Arnold is a guy who's so interested in selling mattresses like i thought he was like a big time like honcho ceo guy i thought it was like selling mattresses like he could be talking to like the motel cactus off of fucking route six or whatever and he's like oh your fucking mattresses are all cum soaked i've got a deal for you like that's all he does (laughs) you can crack that mattress in half on your knee let me help you Yeah. yeah also no one cares if a kid's getting a yellow belt in karate. So I'll give him a pass on that. It's the other stuff that is terrible. But no one gives a shit about mattress guy. Like, that's not a job that you have to be like, you can't fucking go to your kid's karate and yeah. come back and not spend time with them You're later. Not some. It's not like high-powered executive work. Right. What he also does is he just constantly refuses to hear either of them, apparently. Yeah. He doesn't get the turbo mandal when he was supposed to. Um, the other thing is that Phil Hartman makes reference to it multiple times about how he can't bench press his way out of every problem. Yeah. So if you're looking like Arnold, that's at least another 20 hours of the week that you are doing you time and not hanging out with the kids. Right. Right? That's just you time. The movie is making this subtle argument that perhaps that time is a Faustian bargain, and he beats the brakes off his wife so bad that she's okay with it. He okay. could be a shitty husband and not get divorced not and not be sure. lured by Phil Hartman because she's getting Conan the destroyer. You're saying that they're just beating cheeks so hard that she's like totally cool. With yeah. That. I think that's what the movie wants us. I she's don't... like, well, I'm married to a high power mattress man who fucking is all juiced up and is just pumping, pumping loads constantly. Right. That, that's why I suffer him being such a shitty husband. Imagine a day on Christmas Eve where you tried to pull this shit like, hey, I'm just going to be gone for 12 hours. Right. On Christmas Eve. We'll see. Nothing. There's no fucking way we could get away with this. This is the thing I really value about Jingle All the Way is when you watch it, you really like of all the evil and terrible things that maybe um, Amazon and many delivery services have offered. This movie really proves the benefits of them. Like it is. Is it ironic that I watch this on Amazon? Yes. yes, yes, it is. Absolutely. Because Amazon wants us to remember the days of Furby <laughs> and Teddy Ruxpin and those fucking Beanie Babies. Yeah. The nightmare. I remember going once to Black Friday as a child, and I felt no like Merry and Pippin when the trees assault Sauron's Tower and Lord of the Rings. Never. I was just it. like, this fucking sucks. Like, why do people live like this? You know. And it's become kind of sport now. They call it what do they call it? Poverty porn, where it's like. People love to just watch people who are broke going out to try to buy things they need as sport, like beating each other to death. It's a sad and pathetic thing that we've set up as a country. You know, I only I only did one. I've only ever done one. Like, um, we did a mid the, when the I think the, like the fourth Harry fourth or fifth Harry Potter book came out. I went with my cousins to mm. like a bookstore at the midnight release, and I'm like, nope, never again. Ooh. I did a couple for video games, but I I've done one Black Friday. It's just. 
it just it does it makes you sad and it makes you fucking bitter about what we've turned ourselves into exactly and again the people who really need it are getting elbowed out of the way by just fucking karen's now it's a whole thing of people like we'll buy them and resell them yeah i i am at my base nature cynical but with kids around christmas time at the end of the year i want to be a little more magically enthused and this movie's only magical thinking is yeah that Arnold's just a guy who never sees his family, is jacked, and his wife doesn't seem to really give him any punishments. No. So I think maybe they have a safe word. It's like, Boosta! Ah! That's his safe <laughs> word. Right? Boosta! Right. Um, and that maybe this is just their vibe. Right? And that's it. Because the movie's it's asking just... us some wild leaps of logic. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, why does Ted just get to come into their house all the time? Ted just walks into their fucking house. And you're telling me Arnold's never put the fucking smack down on this guy? He's not worried. He can't smell the other neighbor ladies okay. on him. The, you know why? Because the movie's telling us that Arnold is not in any danger of losing right. out. The, again, the I, it's just, yeah, I think a leaps of logic. That's a great, that is the fascinating thing of this entire film. Because the other problem, too, is the film also unintentionally highlights the horrifying uh, racial divide in the min- in, min- in the Minneapolis yeah. area. <laughs> yeah, did that dawn on you that the fucking uh, you know hardworking blue collar African American blue collar African American male is made male to male be man. the monster of the movie, surrounded by chunky Minnesotan whites? Yeah, you're like mm. and a fucking super jacked Arnold. And it's honest, like, well, he came from a white country. So I haven't like, watched <laughs> this one in a while, and this time I was like, ooh, this has. There's the one scene that is fucking optics. horrifying where they show him that. Sinbad has to drink on the job, yeah. right? And then Arnold looks over at him Here's and sees you, his Ted. son as the working class drunk minority mailman and is like, this cannot happen. And immediately gets back into fighting Sinbad. <laughs> and it's like, I can't have my kid Dude. being like a fucking minority alcoholic. Not only that, like it gets to the end. It get, we'll get to the ending. But again, the, the ending, I think, is the worst part where you're just like, oh, God, like. But this is, this gets Horrifying. to like a bigger, broader question of this movie, which is, as you're watching it, you're like, who is this movie for? Besides the Griffey children, for some reason, who to them it's just about a dad who's like really wants to buy his kid shit. I think that's how they watch. Is this it movie, just right? about? I, I feel like you're like so. Arnold is like a really rich white guy, who when he meets poor white guys, he's like gross. Right. When he meets uh, working class black guys, he's like gross. He's is just he kind really of like a shitbag to everything, right? I gotta be honest, like, is he really that rich? Was like a was he was a, willing to pay a thousand dollars for a Turbo Man doll? Well, I mean, if you're desperate like that, I guess you'd be willing. to He's pay got his cashmere. He's got his little slippers. He's got his fucking environment killing SUV. Yeah, well, like I he, think he was '90s rich. '90s rich. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. He has his own secretary. He has a big office at his uh, party at his mattress store. <laughs> Do you do see his son's bedroom? Yeah, his, his, the kid. Dude, his son had like full fucking art, amazing murals of superheroes in the '90s. We didn't have stick ups or whatever they're called now. Right, right. That shit had to be like painted on. I usually but he hired a muralist to paint fucking superheroes all over his kid's room. That's bigger than my bedroom and fucking loaded with every cool thing under the sun. Yeah, that's true. He put '90s. They're not the Maca- they're not McAllister's rich. No, but... no one's McAllister's rich. But yeah, he's yeah, '90s rich. They're sure. rich. They're fucking rich, rich. And so I was like, so I imagine my dad, who is a factory worker, who's probably already pissed that he spent, you know, 80 bucks to take our family of five to see this movie. 
And then he's watching the plight of a rich man who just can't buy the toy he wants. And I'm like, yeah, I bet my dad thought this movie sucked balls. <laughs> like, could my dad just stomach it down? Like, my dad weirdly liked Frasier, even though he was like a blue collar factory guy because he liked watching Frasier suck yeah. at things. But you're like, who's the intended audience? Like, if you're writing this script, you're like, who am I aiming this for? Cynical adults, it feels like, who hate Christmas. But our vehicle, if this movie was Sinbad battling the rich Arnold, it feels like this movie makes more sense for the intended demographic. Which are people who are actually put upon by Christmas, not the rich piece well, of shit. So I think... <laughs> I think what's really fascinating about this movie is... Well, yes, I agree. Like, 100%. It is, like... This movie is for... This movie is for rich whites to watch and be like, oh, wow. It could be worse. Arnold just forgot to send his secretary out to get a yeah. Turbo Man. Like, really, at the end That's of the day. That's his plight in this movie. Yeah, he could just blame his secretary for it and say, it's okay. Like, we'll get another one. Like, I, I think that the amount of, like, the amount of emotion built into this toy arriving is so just kind of like toxic in a lot of ways and I, yeah. I know that's like kind of the point of the movie is like oh like the amount of the amount of emotion and involvement that all parents have with this like genre of toy is wrong and all like they, they should just be yeah. like thankful that they're all together for Christmas that kind of thing like what we all are hoping for for this kind of movie that doesn't the kind have... of shit we tell our kids before we buy them a bunch of stupid shit exactly. and turn them into these little consumption monsters. Yeah, yes. exactly. The kind of thing you do before you turn your child into an absolute monster is you say, hey. This and then is... every January you cry and you're like, why did we do this again? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did it before January this year. Um, it was. It is just like such a strange and voluminous turn to like constantly be about like, oh, but it. I'm going to chase a child through a jungle gym to get a bouncy ball that has a number on it. That Imagine I seeing might. a giant Austrian man yeah. in that coat grabbing your fucking child because he wants a ball at a toy. All of it and justified. Again, that store fucking blew it, right? That's not being prepared for your Turbo Man racket. Again, this movie fucking despises everyone. But what it's telling us is that through carnage and mayhem, you can get your way. Right, for sure. Like, if you're just... That's why you put the hours in. So you can fuck your wife so good she'll never leave you. If you're And you can beat up KB Toy Store employees. Right. But I was like, dude, Arnold, if you're that big, turn around and fucking steal one from some lesser dad. Yeah. By the way, when they throw the... Don't go after the kid. When they throw the bouncy balls in the air, like, 50 of them pass. I'm like, Arnold is a world-class athlete. You're telling me he can't catch a ball? No, no, no. Arnold was a world-class bodybuilder, which on athletic skills is as low as you can be. Catching a bouncy ball certainly has yeah, to be. Yeah, world's strongest men at least have to move and carry things like in competition. Right. Bodybuilding, you just lift weights by yourself and then stand around in your underwear and people give you scores. There's very little athleticism involved in what they do. Either way. Proven a, by, yeah. The catching fifth, a bouncy he ball He got a fucking rubber facial and not one... Even with that giant gaping maw he had, couldn't, one of them could have got caught in his mouth. Couldn't Nothing. Do it. Couldn't do it. Nothing. And to be fair, I don't think any adult in any of these frames catches a ball. No. See, this is where my dad's skills would come in. The old training would kick in. An old first baseman Griff would have been snagging these motherfuckers. 
to be I, fair. I just... Maybe if he had played catch with Jamie, this wouldn't have happened. This is what... <laughs> it's but just here, a, This is the thing, that the lack of subtlety that the movie's like, this kid is just pining for a gigantically buff, weird chin Also, it's a cartoonish huge man. toy. Like, it's a what, huge toy. It's like... It's like four feet tall. Well, see, this was it's back enormous. when we didn't have toys that big. Like, I remember I used, to, I used to think battle trolls were enormous. Yeah. And if you look at them to today's kids' toys, they're not. Like, now it's very standard to get the 12-foot or 12-inch giant action figure that just kind of moves its limbs up yeah, and down. Yeah, like... Um, like, that's a very standard, well, we're like, in superhero. This, like, retro, we're everything. in that, like, retro period now where kids will... Like, those, the, like you're talking about the Titan oh, yeah. series toys. Yeah. like I'm I am an expert in toys. My kid's toy room is obscene because we went a little nuts when we had our first kid. We were very excited. It's it's obscene how many toys we have that are gigantic. But, yeah, the, the lack of subtlety that he just... Cause, He's like, I just want this giant buff person to love me and stop clapping my mom up and selling mattresses. I just want him because the movie at, at the start is like it's another thing where they think it's for our parents where it's like, yeah, look at this little shit. He doesn't care about his dad. He just cares about Turbo Man. And you're like, yeah, because the buff red cartoon man is replacing him when he's not there. Right. If Phil Hartman was his dad, maybe he'd be collecting the critic merchandise. Who knows? <laughs> like you have to like. You know, fucking pine for the dad that you don't have. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it is. It is all very. It's all very strange. Like it all just. The movie itself is just collectively an odd hodgepodge of events that, yeah, you yeah. cannot timeline out. Otherwise, it's literally like the lamest version of Scorsese's After Hours. Like, it's just Arnold bouncing around to, like, uninteresting white people struggles. Yeah, and I mean, like, not only that, they throw in a lot of, like, things that are actually kind of terrifying. Like, you want to, like, you, I want to debate one with you right now. Which one? So, Jim Belushi's in the movie, crushes his cameo. I've actually always been a big fan of Jim Belushi. I think he's so underrated. And I Because his brother is, like, a, a god of comedy. Yes. He's had a good career, and he's fucking funny, dude. I like Jim Belushi. Neither here nor there. When they go to the toy factory, my kids always love that the big show's in it. Mm -hmm. And then he punches Vern Troyer across the room and goes, little buddy. They think that shit is so fucking funny. Neither here nor there. Like, here's a prime example. Arnold is a fucking dumbass who's blown it, right? We've already seen him accosting police officers. And children. Later, he's into even sketchier shit, right? Yeah, grabbing children like a pirate. Uh, trying to beat up KB Toy Store employees. But he draws the line. He's like, I think you're a bunch of con men. Here's the thing. So what? You got a Spanish Turbo Man. Glue that shit together. Put it together. Put it back in the fucking box. Wrap it up. And then tomorrow go, what? Yeah. Santa must delivered the wrong toy. Some boy in Mexico has your Turbo Man. And this thing, if that's not even the Santa gift, it's from you. You just say, oh, bummer, man. They gave me a defective one. Here. Play with uh, you know, Tur- Senior Turbo for yeah. like two weeks. And I'll get you And then one. I'll buy you a new one when the Christmas craze has died down. We'll call yeah. the manufacturer. That's all. No, because he realizes he's a piece of shit and he just wants to fucking denigrate pores. Yeah. Like he sees people working and for a living, maybe, you know, scooping up a couple cups of change on the side, as they say. Yeah. But he sees working class people and he's just like, gross. It is. It's like, like keep the Turbo Man. It is very against like blue collar jobs in general. Like 
every so single person who just and has these people because i don't even know is this criminal what they're doing they show the cops coming in to arrest them and i'm like as far as i can tell they're I just selling the idea counterfeit toys so i think the idea besides counterfeit <laughs> toys like i've always assumed when you have those giant like pandas and shit that they're putting drugs in there oh you think this is a whole drug operation well, what the fuck do the cops care about counterfeit toys I, I mean, it's a big question of the movie. It's a big question of the movie for sure. And then, yeah, they just happen to have fake badges that Arnold's like, this is sloppy. Oh, and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. And he like whips a giant screaming up. Austrian man. He yeah. That I've never that heard thing of up way too long. I'm like, that's a toy. Uh, it's also, a toy. it feels like detective should be like, hey, have you ever heard that fucking accent in have the precinct that? or a rookie? <laughs> have you ever heard that accent over a walkie? No. Hmm. Yeah, hey, if you're going to chew me out, like, I'm going to uh, check in on this. Like, I'll make a call. Hey, has Warrants anyone ever heard a guy who sounds like this? Turbo man. Like, that feels like a pretty memorable accent in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Neither here nor there. Hmm. Why not like keep the Spanish turbo man? He's just so afraid of bringing in non-wealthy white stuff to his house. It's, like, really... He would that rather steal from his rich white your neighbor. Your problem is solved. Your problem, the problem is, solved. is solved, dude. It's and yes, good. your wife might get mad at you and give you an extra fucking five lashes or fucking ball tugs. Yeah. Because well, you got a Spanish. She might ignore the safe word like twice and that's it. Yeah. Booster, booster. And she's like, no one likes booster. Yeah. She's turning the clamps up a little. Give the people the turbo. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. I can't believe this movie expects us to believe that he just bench presses and humps his way out of like getting in trouble. Neither here nor there. I think this is like one of the most telling scenes of the movie. The kind of tells you where like a lot of the misses in this film are. Because everyone watching this movie knows take the fucking turbo man. Take the turbo if you're man, willing to throw on. that kind of money around. Yeah. Just take it and then build the lie around that. Take take it and go home. Be done. Yes. It's easier to explain that you got a poorly packaged Turbo Man. Because yeah. it's in a, an English language box. Yeah. Right? It's an English language Turbo Man box. So just say, manufacturers blew it. You're totally fine. You can go home, get some fucking reps in, still make the fucking fair. Yeah. Or the fine. parade. Whatever the hell it is. Like, it, it but is, this is why I mean. it's, it's a real fucking elitist attitude. Yeah. It, that is shocking. In this there movie. is just like a sense of like there are logical moments where the yeah. movie ends. And there's so many opportunities where you're just like, are you, you could just stop this now. And then just like right turn. Like, no, we're good. We're going to, yeah. we got we to keep like, I think the problem you know, like, again, why we say this is objectively not a good movie is because when movies have to literally fly in the face of logic to continue their plot, that's when things yeah. are like, eh, I'm not really into that. Like that that's it kinda... is bizarre because nothing in this movie besides, like, amazing cameos seems to work. Yeah. But it is an enjoyable experience, which it's is, a, it's not a like movie. the baffling thing about yeah, it. I still enjoy watching the movie. I mean, even when we get to <laughs> the like, and even when we get to like the third act, which is the weirdest, weirdest way for this yeah. movie to possibly end. Like, I could not, if the first time I watched this movie, if you had told me 
that that's the ending of the movie, I would have said, no, not a fucking chance. No, because you're like, Arnold's transitioning away from action into comedy. Yeah. You're like, it makes sense that you go back, you 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 go to the dance, you finish the dance with the one that brought you. Yes and no. Like, okay, I'll give you this. The moment at the start of the film when you saw Turbo Man I'll and the this. kid pining for his father, that felt pretty it, written. Okay. This actually, I'll, I'll um, I'll clarify. It's not that he ends up in the Turbo Man suit. It is right. the Turbo Man suit itself, which is absolute right. poppycock. That the the municipal structure of Minneapolis has fucking killed the stunt man. Not only that, and they're going to be doing a suit, and they're like, the only way to salvage this is to get another per citizen we might murder in May. Not only that, that in America <laughs> for a parade, we have developed a prototype jetpack that a human being can wear and that's not mass produced all over the world i'm just it feels exactly dumb enough to be american yes that, like some guys like way to put it <laughs> oh hell yeah oh fuck blow their minds with my turbo man pack and then on tv we just as a nation be like oh god we're entering a horrifying new stage of our country <laughs> Is everyone has fucking Oh my god, there's gonna now. be so many dead rocketeers just flying around. Like yeah. you know, shit. Yeah. Like this absolutely. is gonna be bad. Or maybe it's good. Maybe we'll be scraping off some of the fucking dregs <laughs> of American society and we won't we won't need that anymore. It'll be that's fine. A new, that's a whole new job class. That's a whole new working man. Just yeah. scraping idiots <laughs> who are the jetpacks <laughs> off walls. Dude <laughs> Oh my god. Do you need a divorced uncle sprayed off the side of your house? <laughs> Call Jimmy's washing clean today. <laughs> Call Sinbad. Yeah. He'll 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 do the job. Oh yeah, Sinbad still has to work after this movie's over for well, sure. Yeah, for sure, especially yeah. making license plates. That is a yeah. Does Sinbad go to jail? Okay, jail? so this is the this is like the part that because his actions almost specifically his lead actions, to that kid falling to his death in front of a whole town. His actions. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's actions are identical almost throughout the movie. Now, granted, like one is the bad guy, the other one's the good guy. Quote within the only context. difference is that Sinbad literally handed a bomb to that fucking the world's yeah. worst cop. Actually, Sinbad committed an actual crime, but not really. It's not him because he's just you know. I mean, he falsified it, but then it ended up actually being a bomb, which isn't great. Sinbad, however, yeah, it seems like the kind of world where like they'll let that. You know, nuance. Yeah. Help him out. Of course. Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger do the identical things by putting on these costumes yeah. and doing these crazy things and like destroying government, destroying buildings, all kinds of stuff. Sinbad goes to jail with a Turbo Man doll and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger well, gets to go home. Well, the state has a Turbo Man doll. That thing is evidence. That's not going <laughs> under the tree in time for his son to open it. That's no, evidence. That's evidence. But yeah, it is. Um, yeah. That. It's also one of those, you know, like, what if fucking the end of the movie just says Arnold is right because he's jacked and can beat up this other guy and wear a suit. Also, I was like, imagine the local scandal when he yells, Jamie, Jamie, and all those parents, because that's the thing. These two guys are our focal point. We've seen hundreds of other parents in this movie scrambling for Turbo Man, right? What happens when they start realizing, like, wait, did he say that kid's name specifically? Wait, did that kid say on the hot mic, that's my fucking dad? Yeah. This is collusion of the highest order. And then they're going to be trudging up and they're like, wait, was he beating up cops all day? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Did he grab a child in the ball? Like, 
the 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 next like week of this movie is fascinating. Probably yes, more fascinating than the movie itself. See, yeah, there's the movie, and then there's the Law and Order episode that takes place the week after it happens. Yeah, like, this is collusion. Yeah, I think those parents are going to be fucking pissed that he gamed the system. Then there's going to be someone who comes out with the hot idea, and they're like, did he sabotage the first Turbo Man so that he could come be the new Turbo Man? Or do you Where's think, the other actor, right? The other actor it, never made it. Did Arnold take or, him out? Or was it... Uh, Curtis Armstrong, the guy who played Booster, who's again, just give me him and Phil Hart would just give all the best lessons. Like, where the hell have you been? I've been sweating like a dog in a Chinese restaurant. I'm like, wow, oh that my it, god, that one didn't age, did not age. I mean, this is like real, like upper middle class '90s white movie. <laughs> there are some hardcore upper middle class white people like that. Jokes. That's one of those. Like, yeah, I remember. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, this was like a wide release family affair at the theater Christmas well, like, movie. When the bomb goes off, Sinbad has probably his best line where he's like, this sick people in this world. Sick. I'm like, a bomb just went off. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they cut back to like the three stooges shot. I was like, you guys were just accosting a ponytailed man in his booth. I was like. There's a lot of like weird shit in this movie. Uh the the action set like how about the fact that the the other actors jump out and Arnold's just like Ooh, beating not, the shit out yeah, of them. Not normal white bodies, right? Because <laughs> they're, they're fucking short. And he just starts whipping the shit. Just That's what I'm realizing. Dog now. shit out of them. Like I This mean, is a real crazy. like nineties whites that were just like mad. They're yeah. like, I feel things shifting. Like after Woodstock '99, we're not going like, to be the dominant this is like force the Woodstock anymore. Woodstock '99 of movies. There's just like there's just there's <laughs> this this, is, yeah. There's this, this is kid Christmas rock stock '99. Yeah, there's this kid rock limp biscuit anger percolating throughout. Because this the is film. the thing he knows that these actor are actors. He knows that they're not working for Myron, the fucking mailman. Right. Right. And his first thought is, I'm going to start really fucking laying <laughs> potatoes on him. Yeah. Like, this is not, like, pro wrestling punches. Like, like he's fucking actually he hitting these people. He throws one at all of them, and they all fall off the float. That is... And then they do the, uh, let's get him. And I was like, the voice, too? I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, like, I also got to say, the amount of ignorance uh, required for people to uh, hear, like, and you have the voice modulator thing. I'm like, it doesn't modulate your accent. Everyone can yeah. hear that there's an Austrian man in that suit. Yeah. Well... The only thing you can give Arnold is, like, if I was one of those little henchmen, I'd be like, oh, this dude's fucking throwing Sparta kicks at us. Uh, I quit. <laughs> yeah, fuck I, these I, kids. I I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, fuck this parade. Fuck their Christmas cheer. I'm going to go hang out and walk by the float. I'm not walking up so this fucking six foot three maniac can start front kicking my face. <laughs> I quit. Fuck all your kids. Forget it. Right? I think that's the thing. It's. Here's it's, the big question to end on. Oh, we have not fully sung all the praises of Phil Hartman. I mean, His like, fucking looks to the camera. Like when he, he's like, carolers. And they fucking are out there dancing. He puts his arm around her and she takes his arm off. That look he gives back to the camera. I was like, if you were just like to show someone what is comedic acting. That's like a perfect. I beat. would actually. Phil Hartman is so fucking amazing. Yeah, that one and then the um, the cookie bit when he's on the phone with Arnold, I fucking died we, laughing. The amount of times that gets mm. screamed in our household, <laughs> put that cookie down. <laughs> we say that all the time in my house. It's Because every Friday, crazy. me and the kids have treat day. Right. 
They do good at school. I get off work. We go somewhere that has Pokemon cards, now football, whatever the fuck, right? They get like a couple packs of cards. I get a coffee and we all get like a dessert. And we've been doing this since they were little. Right. Every fucking time we go anywhere where there's cookies, one, if not all of us, just start yelling, put that cookie down. And everyone in the fucking coffee shop's like, is that from the 1990s hit Jingle All the Way? And you're like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. My kindergarten son is obsessed with Jingle All the Way. That is a thing that I have done as a parent. Um, But Phil Hartman, dude, him talking to all the neighbor ladies that want to get plowed. I know. And all of them are just, all of them are wearing like those like, all of them are wearing like sweaters my grandmother would have worn, which is fine, by the way. Like, I love my grandmother, but Ooh, that's know. a thing for you. Uh, no, not for me. Um, I love locked. my grandmother, but they, but and like, like the only woman who's like, but and then like Rita Wilson's the only one who's dressed like a woman in the 90s. It's yeah. it's a thing, it's very specific. <laughs> I just say, I think Phil Hartman because like I loved him on SNL, he was so fucking oh, funny. dude, he was the best. It feels I, like he's just one of those like comedy giants who just. Before he could have the thing that took him to, like, the top of the tower for yeah. a couple years, obviously, like, we lost him early. He just had an amazing... Through a horrifying moment. He just had this amazing voice. Like, him as Troy McClure on his The His timing, Simpsons, his face, I mean, Unbelievable. Perfect. He was, like, designed in a lab to be, like, a perfect there's comedic one, actor. There's one he did, and it's not, like, one of his, like, famous ones. Because again, he's a great. There's one he did on SNL. It's a really quick bit, but it was the uh, steroid Olympics, where he's the guy doing the deadlift and his arms pull off. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. Ah! I fucking die <laughs> laughing every single time. <laughs> he, so good, man. He's just the best. I I think that's like the final mystery of the movie. As we end on, Jamie gives the doll up to send bed to become evidence. Right. And he goes, why do I need the Turbo Man doll? I have the real Turbo Man at home. Right. By giving away the doll, he may have inadvertently saved his father from a huge PR scandal. Because he didn't keep the doll. The movie's trying yeah, to tie about, it like, together with this nice problem, lesson, right? That if you are just there, you know, through chicanery and crimes, and you can be the the... You know, everything will work out for you. Yeah, right? you everything will a, work out if you're a rich you upper class. Thirty percent less shitty on Christmas Eve. Here's the thing: the movie is so fucking flawed, right? They're like, if you just lift weights, you can fuck your wife, right? <laughs> if you somehow beat people up and get into the parade, so you can be the Turbo Man, so your kid can, like a kid in Willy Wonka, can get something that you know will separate them from the other rich white kids. All right, fine. Right. The movie is so, so devoid of introspection <laughs> do you remember what the last shot of this movie is i do uh it's arnold being carried away from his family he has to stop hugging his family so they can put him on their shoulders and carry him away as he cheers to the crowd his back literally turned on his family i did it i'm the best that is and actually... i was like that is the fucking wildest last shot that is actually... I think of any Christmas movie except for It's a Wonderful Life, where Jimmy Stewart is now crying at the fucking infinite hellscape that he has been made aware of. That is actually not the final shot of the film, by the way. Uh, I will say this. The movie does do a good job. That's the last scene of the movie, is him being carried away from his family. The last scene of the movie is the post-credits scene. 
Oh, don't be one of those little Marvel boys. I didn't even know there was a post-credit scene. Yeah, there's a post-credit scene. So, and and again, it it actually does go to our point, which is helpful. Is there's um, so it's uh, Arnold puts the uh, the star on top of the tree, and right. frivolity is had for the family, and Rita Wilson comes in close. She's like, and you know, she's you think she's about to say the safe word, but instead, what she says is, you know, like I saw how much effort. And what you did to get Jamie that Turbo Man doll today, I just wonder what you got me for Christmas. And it's like a really fast push in on Arnold going, oh, yeah, you've seen it, I know. Yeah, but see, we all know what she's getting for Christmas. We all know Uh, what she's getting. What's great is she's getting choked for Christmas. (laughs) She's gonna have some weird choke sex after she's having for Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. We all know what's happening. <laughs> but it does do a good job of like, oh, cool. So he's still a piece of shit. Like, even though yeah. he did all this stuff to As he was out at every fuck. Like, he literally goes to the Children's was... Museum to try to buy a Turbo Man. Yeah. Even though he's pure garbage. It never dawns on him to buy his wife a present. Never dawns on him to buy his wife a present. Because Again. he just puts a bow he's... on the fucking massive hog and he's like, there you go. He's like, Because that's what this movie's telling us. Just be big dicked and rich and ripped. And, and it's all going to kind of fall in it's place. It's all going to work you. out for you. You're going to be okay. If you're a big dicked, ripped guy who sells mattresses in Minneapolis, you'll be f- like, just if I had told anyone, I was like, hey, is a mattress salesman a glorious job? Like, could you, you feel like you'd get a lot of adulation? You'd right. say, no. Is that a sell? Yeah. I don't know. But in this movie, it is because he's rich and bangs, and that's it. So it is this bizarre. It is. It's kind of yeah. The the Christmas stock ninety nine is a good comparison. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely there's a, a real lensing issue a, that is not aged properly. It's got a real limp biscuit break stuff energy. That's for sure. It does. Yeah, yeah. break stuff because other people will clean it up and you'll be fine. It's not fine. your stuff. It's yeah. not your stuff. You're not going to go to jail. He breaks into his neighbor's house and nothing's going to happen because his neighbor made a move on his. We wife. didn't even talk about the fact that he punched a reindeer in the face. And then gave it beer. And then gave it beer. So it's concussed and shit-faced Again, in his is backyard. There anything good this guy does an entire movie? No. No, he's kind of a huge piece of shit. He's just a terrible person the whole way around. He's just not a good dude. No. It's bizarre because, again, it's a Christmas movie for people that hate Christmas, but also... Hate their kids? Because he's hate a rich family. white guy, it's like not aimed at the right core of us. Yeah. They hate Christmas because of all the money we have to spend that we don't have and this and that. Yeah, it's so like, it's just it's a bizarre movie that kind of misses constantly. It's how it's supposed to. But, it's how, I think it's what it's supposed to be about and just misses the whole time. It just misses. But that's the thing is like Arnold is so captivating to watch. Sinbad is doing like Sinbad stuff. Sinbad's doing Sinbad. It's not as good as other Sinbad joints. Right, like it's not as good as other Sinbad movies for sure. Shazam, Mm. yeah, that movie that exists. (laughs) That movie, no, it's not as good as his other stuff to me. It's not as good as his stand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Arnold's always captivating. Phil Hartman rules. Belushi rules. It's just got like enough stuff that is kind of awesome, mixed into this fucking just cadre of bad choices galore, and then just this baffling like half a fucking Power Rangers ending. It's a strange thing. I, I've never really understood how Christmas movies of the modern era catch, you know, because like I really don't think I don't think when they come out, like I think maybe Elf might be the only Christmas movie in the last like 20 years. Elf that was is, huge. That is Krampus. Come out. We watch Krampus, Krampus every year. 
But like Elf to me is a great example of like the only one that's really come out in the last like 20 years that has hit in a way that like, oh, wow, it's like an instant classic. Like the rest, like most right. Christmas movies you know really why? have to be appreciated over time. Because Elf is about the unabashed love of Christmas. Correct. But, and so you hit those like Disney adult people that's like it's perfectly awesome to be a non-functioning child in society. But as I long think, as you like really are goofy as shit, Elf is for right. them and they love but, it. But I mean it, it, I'm serious though, like it is hard to make it is a hard thing to make like a Christmas classic or a Christmas movie I think in the modern era because we are just so inundated with stuff and inundated with materials and stuff like that. Like movies that are like for me, for my family, for Christmas classics, like the one that we want to watch every year. Like my father has two movies that he wants to watch every year, which is "It's a Wonderful Life" and the Alistair Sim version of "Christmas Carol." I don't know why that. Yeah, was... Muppet Christmas Carol, "It's a Wonderful Life," The Grinch. Like we watch all the Muppet classics. Christmas Carol and Grinch. The one that like is weirdly like because everybody has the one that's Christmas adjacent, but it just takes place at Christmas a lot of the time. Like for my family, it's uh, just friends with. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that one's fucking funny. Which is great. Yeah. Like, but that also wasn't a huge hit when it came out. It took like, a, like I saw that movie in theaters when it came out. I think to be a real Christmas classic, you have to capture, or you have to capture that and capture. I can't even say words. I'm a fucking idiot too. Thanks That's for nothing, dad. I'll just do that <laughs> to my dad. He's out there in the world, not having parented me ever. And he's just like fucking loser. I was right to leave him. Neither here wow. nor there. That got dark. See, that's why I'm tired of dark Christmas. Yeah. I'm at the age now I want... I used to love dark, cynical Christmas. But again, you have to be able to watch it with your family and feel moved by the magic of the season. I agree. And if you're still one of those people that, like, can't even stop being fucking self-loathing and mad for, like, a week to be like, you know what? I like... Things look better with Christmas lights on them. Like, a layer of snow makes the world prettier. Right. Like, I love the idea of giving a gift to someone and telling them that I like them. Thank yeah. you for being in my life. If you can't shut down your cynicism for even that small window. Then, yeah, maybe you're more of a jingle all the way person. <laughs> I think it's funny because it's so fucking weird. But again, I think to be a real Christmas classic like Elf, which is also kind of a weird story. It is. It's very strange. There is just this. It it so loves think, the season of Christmas, and it I loves the coming together. That's the, the love, thing. The coming together. The love of Christmas and like the true spirit of Christmas story has to outweigh the cynicism of the modern era, and that's like right. what that's what Elf can do. Jingle all the way. Never or it has to be balance. gnarly, like Rare Exports or Krampus, where there's like still a character who believes in the good Christmas, sure, and you violated it. Yeah. Like, in this movie, there's no one who's making a fair deal with Christmas. No, no, Because the all. kid's like, I'm mad at Dad for not coming to my thing. Right. And then within two minutes of fucking stonewalling him, he's like, but if you drop some dollars, you're back in. Exactly. And it's like, that's bullshit. Even the kid is not making, like, a good-natured argument about why Christmas matters. Someone's got to. But in our house, this is a Christmas classic. We watch it a there shocking amount. My kids love Jingle All the Way. I hope that you enjoyed our episode on Jingle All the Way. Uh, a bizarre, odd Christmas movie. Not a Christmas horror movie, which I think we've kind of been doing those for the last couple. A real kind of Christmas movie. Sort of. Yeah. It might have some 
less than appropriate wrapping paper. And it's definitely not the gift you want, but you're like, it is kind of cozy. True. It's kind. It's like the ugliest Christmas sweater. Yeah. And then there's just that little Phil Hartman face, and you're like, I love it. No, it's it's an interesting uh, series of decisions. That's it, uh, guys. All the listeners. Sorry, I'm coughing my fucking brains out. Uh, we would like to, as always, take this end of the year time. It's not our last episode of the year. That'll be Memories of Murder. But we want to take the time and wish you and all of yours the happiest holidays over the next week. Uh, take some time. Love yourself. Love other people around you. We appreciate that you guys uh, have any time to spend with us. It means the world to us. Um, thank you for the gift of your time, attention, helping us grow this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happiest of holidays to all of you. I, I do appreciate everything we get from you guys, and I appreciate everything about you all. You are wonderful. That's and- right. You are the reason for the season. There you go. Indeed. Uh, guys, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week. We have two more episodes, right? A Patreon exclusive, the assassination of Jesse James by some unwashed whites, and <laughs> memories of murder. We did get yelled at for being too uh, woke. Oh, yeah. So we are apparently too woke. Apparently we're too woke. Good Deal us. with it. Deal with it, you little punk ass. Whoever said that, neither Griff, here nor there. Griff, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Dandino. Merry Christmas.